Kansas City offense is going to look different in 2022. What does it mean for the running back group and who has the potential to break out or make some big noise? We're going to get into it today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Big day today. Welcome back, and thanks for making us your first listen. Check out the rest of the shows on the podcast network, Locked On, to find another one. We're here for you. When hit the bell, we'd appreciate it. We have a lot to go over in terms of what the evolution of this offense is going to look like, and there's one aspect today that we're going to cover from the running back position. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting as well as your host over at RGR Football and at NFL33.com and a bunch of work that goes on that really takes a look at the league in general and how this whole process of what we call the NFL comes together. And I am Chris Clark, founder of Chiefs Corner. You can go find me at Chiefs Corner. A uh, lot going on over there, going to talk about a lot, a lot more about the roster. And we're going to be talking about running backs today, but going to be getting into a lot of other different positions that are going to be affected with this 2022 draft class and how that's going to be looking going forward. When you start looking at the running backs, though, it's a very interesting situation because it felt like when the Chiefs drafted Clyde that he was going to solve their problem for years to come, but it hasn't played out that way yet. No, unfortunately, it hasn't. And right now, I'm not sure that I'm that concerned about it because I think we have to look at, and we'll, we'll talk about the, the depth chart here in a second. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, is obviously at the top of it, but this offense has to go back to the running back more than it has in the last two seasons, in my opinion. Now, he's got a, a specific situation, but it, for me, it is the loss of Tyreek Hill and that verticality that it brings. Yes, they will still have a vertical element in their pass game for certain folks, but it brings things back down where it allows, I think, defenses to get out of the too high and bring more into the box, which makes running the ball harder. So it's not just about running the ball more often. It's about passing to the running backs and out of running type personnel packages more often for me. Do you see that? A, do, is that, do you agree? Is that the way they should go? And B, do you think that they will? A great question on both, uh, both counts. I think it's, they need to get the running backs involved more in the passing game. I do think that that's been a problem in the past couple of seasons is that they haven't. And that you look at what they're doing in that, in that scenario and, and how they use Clyde and, and you know the rest of the running backs, I think that that's a weakness that they need to use to their – really it's a position that has the ability to affect the offense and be productive, and they need to use that more. Will they is the big question. Uh, Andy, his first couple of years in Kansas City, really enjoyed using the running back uh, out of the backfield, doing you know uh, some passes in the flats, screens, and whatnot. They've really gotten away from that, though, the past couple of years. So it's a question of whether or not he thinks that that's going to fit Patrick's skill set because it does seem that they don't believe that that's the best way to use him. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think that's – I agree that that's true. I think that they got away from themselves. I think they do have to return to that, the screen game in particular. But doing things that counteract what the defense has been trying to do and playing those soft zones over the top. Now, there's going to be teams that are going to want to stick with that just because it's Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. It's not necessarily that it was all Tyreek Hill that was drawing that kind of coverage. A lot of it was. But I think there are some teams that will try to do that again. And then you just have to emphasize the running back position along with the tight ends in underneath in the pass game. I, I think there's a lot of room to make improvement there. And I think 
while it takes more plays on a given drive, I do expect the average number of plays per drive to go up rather substantially, three, four, five plays this coming season than what we've seen the last few years. As long as you're gaining decent yardage with each of those play types, whether it's a screen, whether it's a tunnel or a running back screen, or whether it's just a little arrow route that we've talked about three years Clyde running, there's also some other running backs on here that can help themselves and help this team in that aspect. It's about making the running back a weapon again rather than the last option, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that they really definitely need to do that. I think they have the skill set. I think they have the players that can help exploit matchups in that position. And let's not forget, you know, McCole Hardman is a lot like Tyree Kill in certain aspects. I do think he has the ability to line up in the backfield at times and run the ball, kind of mm-hmm. like what Hill's done at times. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be doing it as successfully as Hill. That's asking way too much and expecting way too much of Hardman. But he does have the ability to do the same types of things out of the backfield question is, is can he adjust to that role uh, in in addition to what he's already been doing? I think he can, and I think that that would be a great way to use him. Well, I'll say this, Sky Moore can as well. Yep. So you have a little bit of versatility there about who does that particular portion. And like I said, it's not limiting the passing game without a, a verticality to it because MVS can take the top off, so can McColl. So there, there is enough variability. But I think that's really plagues me for the last couple of seasons is – the running back was looked at as a utility player, not as a weapon to assault the defense with. And I think that's number one, what has to change. It well, is yeah. about how you use those tools though, right? Yeah. And I wonder how it's going to change over the next couple of seasons, because I think that they got into a rut with using Hill and Kelsey that the way they have, and it took them away from what they're used to doing. And if they could get to a point where they're spreading the ball around more, because that's really what you're talking about. It's not just the wide receivers. It's also the entire team. If you can spread the ball around more, that's going to open everything up and it's going to help the entire offense. Agreed, agreed, agreed. There's a couple of ways that they can do it, and there's a number of players that I think we need to go over who can do what, where to make this come true. We'll do that here in a second. But I want to tell you about one of my favorite Bilt Bars. They are absolutely delicious. You need to check out the birthday cake puffs from Bilt Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic to tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bilt Bar. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I've never had anything like this before. They are absolutely delicious. They're available right now and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow. So get them today at built.com. Make every day your birthday with Bilt's birthday cake puffs. Bilt has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake enrobed in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. These bars are absolutely delicious. Ryan has already said multiple times that he has lost these bars to his kids, and I can understand why uh, they are going to be very hard to keep away from people once they get a taste of them. All Built Buffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. Uh, and yes, I, I fully endorse all the Bill Bars, including these puffs. I just can't. I got one. I got one out of the box. That's it. I've, I've had enough. Anyway. It's about the this- way that works when you have kids. It, it, yeah, there's no way. So I think that tells you just exactly how good this particular flavor is because the, they were gone in an instant. Um, and speaking of gone in an instant, 
it's not the explosiveness of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It is his variability. It's his uh, change of direction that I think actually is his biggest asset. And we've said it for two years running now that they need to get him in space more. He, We know he can split out. We saw him do it in college. They just haven't utilized that. And I wonder if this is this is the impetus that makes them start to vary the, his positional role. He will be the starter. If, for those that are that are waiting for, for Rojo or Pacheco to take over, that's not happening. I will tell you this right now. Unless he's injured, Andy Reid will start Clyde Edwards-Alaire week one, no matter what. And he should. Clyde, I think, gives them a dynamic that those other guys don't. There's a reason Rojo is a free agent. He is he can be a good running back, but he is not going to be great catching the ball in the backfield, which is what we're really talking about here. I'm really intrigued to see how this plays out this year because Andy Reid has a situation that he hasn't dealt with while he's been in Kansas City, and it's no Tyree Kill. You still have Travis Kelsey, and you have Patrick Mahomes. How are you going to change and tailor the offense? What is going to change? What new wrinkles are you going to throw in that teams haven't seen before? Because you know Andy Reid is enjoying drawing things up. And how do you get guys like MVS and Juju involved and Sky Moore? And I know we're talking about running backs, but it all plays into improving this offense and going forward and trying to get something that's going to be more efficient and is going to be able to attack defenses in multiple different ways, which will open up things for the running backs. Yeah. And like I said, we, we've seen Clyde Edwards be able to split out. I think they need mm-hmm. to do that. I think Rojo can catch out of the backfield efficiently. I don't know that I want to line him up as a slot receiver like I'm comfortable doing with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But Rojo should be the number two on this roster right now, unless something changes. Or again, there's some kind of injury that we don't know about. But I, I like the fit because I think Rojo allows you to do a lot of the same things in the run game but then change and vary what you're doing in the pass game, particularly if you're using MVS and Hardman as clear outs and you're, you're doing what we've seen them do in the past where a lot of the, the three and four vertical concepts drag away from one side and leave the running back in isolation on a linebacker. And I think that's a recipe for success, whether it's Rojo or Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but particularly if it's Rojo, because once you get him a little bit of, of gallop speed, I think that that's when he's at his best. Yeah. And it's going to be very, it's going to be very fun to watch how this offense develops throughout the season. I think Andy Reid's already got in the lab and created some plays that he really wants to see how they're going to do. But this goes back to kind of what I said with McCole Hardman earlier, putting him in the backfield, having McCole Hardman and Rojo on the field at the same time doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be running the ball through with Rojo. You could use Rojo as a decoy and have McCole run it. You could, I mean, you could have McCole start in the backfield and, motion out to be a slot or be the outside wide receiver. There's lots of different ways you can use that pairing. And I would not be shocked if Clyde and Rojo are on the field at some point during the season at the same time. Not going to say it's going to be often. I'm just saying I expect Andy to really look at what he has because now he's going to be first, sorry, he's going to be forced to be more versatile in in the way he attacks defenses. Yeah. And and I think that, is what comes of it. Now, the, the last returner that that we have there, returning, um, I don't know that you can call him a vet because he hasn't been in the league that long, but Derek Gore is on this roster. I think he's going to push to stay the third. I think we saw some explosive bits from him, and I like what we saw. Uh, explosiveness is an aspect of the two guys behind him. We'll talk about the rookies here coming up. Uh, but I, I want to see more Gore, and I hope that this season, offseason has allowed him to work on a couple of things in terms of, of getting his change of direction quicker, 
um, being able to cut and get downhill a little bit quicker because I think that's just the one lag that once he got his, himself going, he looked great. But I think he's earned more touches. Do you, do you think he should line up as number three here to begin the offseason? I would expect him to. I think that that's probably where Kansas City sees him is that uh, they really like what they saw last year and he was able to stay on the roster and, and be able to produce even when he came in, uh, you know, to spell different people late in the season. So I do expect that he's going to be the number three guy. Uh, and maybe he gives you a guy that that pushes uh, a guy like Rojo and Rojo's had his fair share of injuries at times as well. So I think Gore gives you that ability to r- still run power if something happens to Rojo. Agreed. And I like that concept. And you know me, I like, I like the power concept in general. Yes, I I'm know looking you do. forward to that. I know no one's surprised, but I think we have to talk about the long shots <clears throat> and those are the rookies. And, and maybe one's longer than the other. Or maybe one people aren't even thinking of is, is going to be an option here. Um, and long shots are something that if you want to put your money down, you can do that at bet online, whether it's the the baseball season, whether it's the playoffs in the NBA or the playoffs in the NHL, if you have a long shot and you want to take a shot at it, go do it over there with all the information, the sports stats, the podcasts, all the additional insight that you need to get your money in the mix and on the line in a smart way that limits your risk and makes a chance for you to do better. All you got to do is head over there and check them out on their new website at Bet Online. Super easy from any device. It's Bet Online where the game starts. And the game starts for me in the decision on Pacheco, uh, drafted from Rutgers, and a guy that I think is really intriguing to a lot of Chiefs Kingdom. Um, Happened to go to the same school that Mike Burton went to. By the way, I'll be talking with Mike here in the coming week, folks, and we'll have something for you uh, from Mike as well. Always like it when the returning players have time to take out of their schedule. We very much appreciate that. Pacheco and he went to the same school, but not the same time, so they, they didn't play together or anything. Um, but lining up, I, I can see an all Scarlet Knight backfield at some point. Hopefully, in the uh, in, in the short yardage situation, where um, you know we can just take that advantage and cram it down somebody's throat. Chargers, um, sorry. Yeah, uh, the one thing I will say about Pacheco is I'm very curious to see what they give him the responsibility of if he gets an opportunity to be a returner. I think that's mm-hmm. how, the way he makes this team. Uh, I. Kansas City has taken four running backs most of the time, so it wouldn't shock me for them to have four running backs on the roster. But he is a seventh-round pick. I'm not I'm not trying to be down on the guy. I think he has great potential. I think he could add something to this roster. But he is a seventh-round pick. And it's a deep position that the NFL does not really uh, value much. Right. So I think that plays a part in how it's going to be looked at going into the season. I'm not saying he can't make the roster. I think he could, especially if he ends up being a returner in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that will definitely help him. But yeah, you know, he's got a long shot to be able to play and to step in and be able to produce unless there's injuries, which that's always yep. the caveat with any positional group. It, it is, but but I agree with you. We could see them carry four, and for him to be that one of those four, it is special teams that'll do it. I'm intrigued by his returnability, so I'm actually looking forward to that aspect of it because. I like the idea of, of a little bit bigger body to take back those kicks because I think you can survive contact better. He certainly survives contact very well. And then it just becomes a fit about he and Gore as the backups, unless there's attrition. And we know it's a running back position. There's going to be attrition. So the guy that I think will be in waiting, and, and whoever, if they decide to only keep three, easy to put one of them on the uh, practice squad and keep them there. It should be expanded again this year as we understand we're looking forward to that. 
The other guy that I think is a bit of a long shot, but I think he's the next one in line because he even lined up a wide receiver in the rookie camp so they could get a look at him, is Jerry and Ely from Mississippi. Just came out in this draft as well. And the difference being in he, UDFA. He, he was very highly regarded, too, in the UDFA class, right? We had a draftable grade on him at, at Rogue Analytics. So definitely a guy that can exploit with speed, has a good change of direction, has experience catching the ball. Uh, another low-cost, high-reward type of, of signing that I really like, and he could push for that practice squad as well. Uh, I kind of hope that it works out that way. Well, he could push for a roster spot. I mean, we'll just have to see how things turn out. Uh, you know, lots of different questions about how different positions are going to end up on this roster. Uh, you know, we think we have a pretty good idea as to what is going to happen. A great example, in my opinion, um, looking at the linebacker spot. We know that Chanel is going to be the starter at Sam. We also know he's going to be the backup at middle linebacker. Does that allow them to keep less linebackers? If it does, maybe they keep more running backs. It's all going to play into it. So, and how do those guys, how does a guy like Ely play on special teams? How does Pacheco play on special teams? How is that all going to play into it? Derek Gore is obviously going to be on special teams at some point if he's on the roster as the third running back. What's he doing that role? Yeah. Um, so all, all something to watch. I think it's very exciting to see this group and see what they can do in the preseason. And I would expect that, you're going to have four running backs on this roster. I don't know exactly how they're going to get that done yet with the rest of the roster, but I expect that they'll have four. And yeah, that's not I, counting Burton. No, you can't count Mike because he's a fullback, you see. It is a different breed of player. There's something, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I will say this too. Um, some of the national uh, draft analysts that I spoke to at the Senior Bowl compared Ely to Jarek McKinnon specifically without yep. being prompted. I've seen that too. To yeah. Okay. I, mm -hmm. And I find that very intriguing given he was just here. And so the, the fit there definitely reminds me of the fact that though a long shot, he could certainly be something that ends up being in the Chiefs plans by the time we get through training camp and who well, knows what happens. So, And that goes back to also what we said earlier about Pacheco. It's the same type of deal. It's not a valued position. So if Kansas City feels like that they can get somebody on the on the practice squad, which I absolutely love that that got continued, or it sounds like it's been continued, that they continue to mm -hmm. use as many players as they are going to, I think that's a great thing for the NFL and their and the development. Then maybe they have one or two running backs on that. Maybe that's yeah. the, the direction they go. I, I think that's perfectly viable, and then gives them the the, the attrition proof roster that can let you use them more without risking the fact that you might not have any. Because if, if you get a did guy you, hurt or two guys hurt, you have enough. That you can call them up. As long as they keep yes. the, the same rules, you can still call them up as need be. So I, I, I absolutely love the way that – yep. It's a great deal for the NFL. So, folks, those are some running backs to keep an eye on. It's going to be interesting this competition as Phase 3 gets started here uh, in another, uh, what, couple of days at this point as this mm -hmm. comes out on Thursday. We'll have that for you. We'll have our reaction too. And whatever we see in here, we'll pass along to you. So please, if you would like, sub and hit the bell over on YouTube and make sure that you get subbed on the audio platforms. We're looking for your comments of what running back you think actually plays the biggest role in this coming season. We want to know from you. So hit us on the YouTube comments. That help makes things a whole lot easier. We'll have more for you tomorrow as we continue down that road. And uh, we'll let you know tomorrow probably uh, when – Mike Burton will be back on the show, so look forward to that. Thanks for spending your time with us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.